Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. China Perspective. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Eli Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tiantian with you. It's time now to turn our attention to headlines coming out of China. We're looking at China's possible retaliation after the White House's ban on U.S. investment in Chinese tech sectors to Beijing condemning the U.S. for receiving Taiwanese troublemaker, as they say, Vice President William Lai. Let's get some analysis of this from Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Uh, good afternoon, Dr. O. How are you? Good afternoon, indeed. And today I'm speaking to you from the state of Sabah in Malaysia. Oh, lovely, lovely. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we are talking about China and not Malaysia. I know you're paying very close attention to the elections over there. So the White House has unveiled a ban on U.S. investment in Chinese tech sectors, right? Can we get some details of this ban? Um, what is President Biden's reasoning for this ban? Is it justifiable? Well, of course, uh, this ban is on uh, U.S. Uh, investment in, uh, for example, artificial intelligence in uh, so-called quantum computing and also in semiconductors and microelectronic uh, industries in China. These are very closely related high-tech sector. And White House justification would be that these were so-called dual-use uh, technologies. Namely, it could be used by, the, for example, the People's Liberation Army. And of course, now there's a standoff between U.S. and China. And thereby, well, you should not uh, help your rival, right? Yeah, so that yeah. was the uh, justification, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously going to affect China in a huge way. Um, where do you see them or what do you see them doing in terms of retaliation? Well, I don't think we are talking about retaliation per se, but okay. I think Chinese side would be uh, redoubling its uh, effort to try to uh, sort of ramp up their domestic uh, research and development in these uh, areas, in these uh, high-tech sectors. But of course, to what extent that could catch up with uh, the more advanced technologies in the U.S., I think that remains to be seen, yeah. Mm. Um, analysts are saying that China is unlikely to match U.S. restrictions given the asymmetrical money flows. Uh, we're looking at a weak economy as well. Uh, what's your take on this? Everyone expects China to recover at some point. Well, it better does so because well, a lot of these uh, economies in the region, including Malaysia and Singapore, you know, they, it will be affected by China's uh, a slowing economy. In fact, I think we have already seen some of its uh, effects because China is uh, buying less goods and products from this part of the world and so on. So I think it's more like a lot of expectations are for China to uh, recover. But of course, uh, with China still, in a sense, wellowing at uh, some of the lowest points in its economic development, it's really hard, at least at this point, mm. to see the of the tunnel, yeah. I suppose fair to say that this is yet another step in this so-called uh, U.S.-China decoupling or U.S.-China de-risking, whichever word you choose to use. More of this is to be expected as they continue to take this tone, correct? Yeah, I, I think uh, as they are sort of facing each, uh, facing off each other strategically. Well, you would see the economies in a sense decoupled uh, more and more. Okay. Uh, of course, we still don't sense it because we still have uh, a lot of products, the components, both in the U.S. and in China. 
But as we move forward, I think, for example, well, I'm speaking to you through a handphone, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think in the phone, for example, you increasingly see whether it is exclusively made in the U.S. Mm. or exclusively in China, yeah. Mm, kind of like what we saw with uh, Huawei and they having to set up their own version of Google Play Store. Uh, indeed, and uh, they have yet to... Uh, make it very popular overseas, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this is about, you know, reducing that economic interdependence. Where does, you know, the issues of France, for example, Emmanuel Macron speaking to President Xi, or even uh, the US striking a deal with Japan, where do all these fit into this whole bigger picture of uh, reducing that economic interdependence? Well, this is what I would call mutual de-risking, right? <laughs> okay. It's trying to... Uh, in a sense, so-called de-risk or decrease uh, its uh, economic involvement with uh, China by striking up uh, closer economic collaborations with the like of Japan and also Southeast Asia. The Chinese side, of course, uh, would also try to do similar things vis-a-vis the U.S. and uh, ramping up collaborations with countries such as uh, France and Germany. Mm. But to what extent such countries would reciprocate, I think that remains to be seen here. But you wonder, right? I mean, I know, Dr. Oh, you do keep an eye on economies and finance uh, situations as well. It feels like it's a bad time when you consider the Chinese economy is not doing so well. So then this is about face? <laughs> well, it's about uh, preserving uh, the, uh, the communist uh, rule over mm. China. And now they are seeing a lot of, I mean, from a Chinese perspective, seeing a lot of threat both domestically as well as from uh, overseas. Okay. The disappearance, for example, of a number of senior officials, I think, would uh, testify to that. Yeah. yeah, you always have a way of saying it so eloquently, uh, Dr. O. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm going to make it even more uh, challenging for you. Uh, as we talk about Beijing condemning the U.S. for receiving Taiwanese Vice President William Lai, or as uh, they call it, Taiwanese troublemaker Vice President William Lai, uh, Mr. Lai has said that Taiwan will not back down on uh, to threats on his U.S. trip. What are your thoughts on his visit to the United States? Uh, obviously, this is going to provoke China in a big way. Well, this sort of transit visit by uh, Vice President Lai of Taiwan, I think is widely considered to be his, uh, in a sense, stepping up on the international stage because he's widely considered to be the favorite candidate for the presidency. So this is uh, like, um, you know, a, a step for him to introduce himself to a U.S. Mm. audience and so on. And China's side, of course, does not look very positively upon this because uh, Mr. Lai is an avowed supporter of uh, Taiwanese independence, which, of course, uh, China objects uh, strenuously yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they've used words, as in China has used words like uh, avowing forceful measures. I mean, we've heard this before in terms of uh, a bit of tit-for-tat retaliation in that sense or, or threats in that sense. Oh, yeah. And uh, forceful measures would be more mil- military exercise. Yeah around Taiwan and, and, and so on, then uh, that has been uh, numerously employed yeah. in previous uh, visits between U.S. and Taiwan in either directions. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Doctor, it's not all posit- politics where China's concerned. Uh, the weather has been a problem, heavy rains and floods lashing China for two weeks. Quite devastating. Um, President Xi has not toured those devastated areas yet. And it's kind of left 
some Chinese residents a little bit angry, uh, a little bit confused. Um, What is your understanding of this situation? Do you know if he's going to make those visits? Well, number one, there's a confusion, actually, as to the true extent of uh, this uh, flood uh, in in China because uh, the official versions would be, you know, there's some some degree of flooding here and there and Mm. so on. But if you look at the more, I wouldn't say vernacular, but I mean the alternative uh, media or sources of information, it would look like there's heavy flooding in uh, uh, large parts of at least northern China. Okay. And this is also the time when the so-called Bay Daiha meetings, the communist senior leaders' uh, retreat meetings are going on. Yes. So people are putting two together and say, well, why are the senior leaders still going on with these retreats while the rest of the country is flooding and so on? Yeah. All right. Uh, we have been speaking with Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. As always, Dr. O., uh, we appreciate your time. You take care and have a great Tuesday evening. Well, thank you very much indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.